listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. The weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service. Educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 296, entitled Interview with Scott Horzuski from Landscapes by Acme. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for uh, joining me this week on another uh, episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for the questions, the comments, and the feedback that you guys have been sending through, and those all-important items iTunes reviews. I really do appreciate uh, each and every one of you uh, that take the time out uh, to leave a review on iTunes for me. It's very much appreciated. Uh, So this week we have another uh, interview episode uh, for you guys. Uh, So without further ado, uh, I'd like to uh, introduce uh, Scott uh, Horzuski to the show. Hey Scott, how's it going? Very good. How are you doing, Julia? I'm doing very good. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time uh, out uh, to uh, come onto the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. So let's uh, dive right in. Maybe tell us a bit about yourself and your business. Uh, I've been in business since 1996. Um, I started out uh, right out of high school. Um, I was supposed to go into a art degree type background with college and I kind of started out working for my uncle and his company that he worked for and then just kind of decided it was time to start mine because I advanced with the company that I was with and just kind of went from there and just kind of kept growing and just been growing ever since. Wow. That's awesome. From 1996, all your uh, absolute uh, veteran in the industry. Yeah, it's been, I've been around the block a little bit. Wow, that's so. awesome. So my next question normally for guys is, uh, is lawn care your main income or is it just a side hustle? Obviously, since uh, doing this since 1996, this is obviously your main income? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yes, awesome. it is. Awesome. So what, you know, you said you came out of this uh, right after uh, high school and you were supposed to get an art degree. Um, what first attracted you uh, to the lawn care industry and, you know, made you want to start your own business? The company I had worked with, um, I just kind of got into it just to be, you know, just some work during the summer. Um, and then, like I said, I kind of advanced throughout the ranks real quick within that first year that I was working with them. And it kind of, the vision of the owner had at the time was to make sure everything looked perfect. You know, and he kind of got me on a lot of landscape jobs, knowing that I had a art background and kind of let me run my way with them. And I kind of seen that, you know, customers want beautiful things. They want to see the, you know, excellent job. And, you know, I wanted to prove myself. So, you know, more than just going to the top um, position in their company, you know, which I literally was only one step away from the top position within six months of working with this company. So. Wow. I was, you know, bound determined to just try it on my own. And the owner was more happy to let me try it on my own. Um, he kind of let me use his equipment for the first year. So it was kind of like no pocket expense out of me uh, to start my business. So it kind of helped out a lot to get out there and try to give the customer what they wanted and, you know, give them that vision that they wanted from the get-go. So. Wow, that's awesome. 
Um, and and yeah. the fact that your previous employer would let you use equipment and stuff, um, you know, when you're going out on your own, um, you know, speaks yeah. speaks a lot to uh, his character as well of of not, uh, uh, you know, or wanting you uh, to succeed as well uh, on your own, uh, right? And seeing, uh, you know, and being able to foster that uh, that's something that's you know really rare. Uh, I don't know too many people oh, yeah. that would do that. Uh, have an employee, uh, you know, uh, say that they're going to start their own business and say, hey, you know, use my own, <laughs> use my stuff to get right. yourself started, right? Uh, that's awesome. So right. with that art uh background obviously you're a very creative person um so did you find uh that outlet in um the green industry to to express Uh, your creativity yeah doing landscaping i can i can look at a lawn when i go up to it um and kind of tell what it would look like in my mind you know if I added some color here or if I added, you know, some boxwoods or evergreens or, you know, just changing up the mulch, I can go there and just kind of look at it in my mind and say, this is what you need to have done to, you know, make it look a hundred percent better than what it looks already. Mm-hmm. And the customer kind of, you know, want a lot of customers want it all drawn out and all that stuff. Um, and then, but since I've been in the business so long now, I get a lot of customers that because of my experience and, you know, recommendations from other customers to kind of let me just wing it, you know, and it's, that's the best thing is to be able to look at a lawn and, and see what needs to be done or see what needs to be done in the landscape and then just go with it. And, you know, if they give me a budget, I usually stick underneath that budget for them and make sure that they're totally happy. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing a lot of my customers like is that, you know, I have the vision and, you know, they'll sometimes look at it and say, well, I want a rose here, or, you know, anywhere you think a rose would work. And, I'll come in with three roses and put three roses in form and they'll be hundred percent, you know, hundred percent happier than they were originally, you know, because yeah, they yeah. only thought they were going to get one rose. Yeah. So yeah, very that's cool. One of the good things about it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. It's something that's not often uh, talked about. A lot of people, um, you know, especially younger uh, people that, um, you know, when you're in your younger teenage years and stuff like that, you express a lot of uh, your creativity and your creative side. Uh, And I know, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, younger kids and stuff um, going through their high school years and stuff may look at something like lawn care and uh, gardening and stuff as sort of just this boring, monotonous job. Um, But, you know, it does, um, you know, you can really feed that creative side of yourself in this industry as well, um, which is very interesting. And you see it all the time with guys um, that are so proud, um, you know, with their stripes in the lawns and stuff like that but then there's guys that take that right. to a whole different level with you know shapes and zigzags and all these things right and it's like you can tell that that's that artistic part of that person uh coming through to uh you know kind of use those landscapes as their canvas uh in that uh, artistic right. side so it's cool to hear from somebody um who uh you know was uh, going through college and stuff for uh an art degree and found sort of that creative outlet uh as well um to be able to express themselves yep. in the, the landscape side of it um so since 1996, you've been uh, doing this. Uh, do you have any employees or are you a one-man operation? Uh, as of right now, I have three employees uh, under my books. Um, I've gone from, I when I first started out, I was by myself. 
for probably about four or five years. Um, and then I hired my first employee, um, at the peak, um, about probably about four years ago. Um, we had about 15 employees under our belt. Oh, so wow. We've kind of, yeah, we've gone up in, you know, <laughs> real big at one point and we stayed there for a while and then we kind of just, we stepped back and kind of want to focus on, you know, making sure everything's perfect. And we had a little couple hiccups and so we kind of just step back and reduce our you know employees and kind of focused on everything that would need to be focused on so okay very cool so i i'd love to kind of get off of my little um script here of questions because uh, i think this is a great uh sort of stepping off point uh to um you know pick at your brain and your uh, many years of experience uh, in the industry um, with those sort of plateaus that people struggle with there's the single owner operator and then you know you kind of what what at what point at that time did you decide that you needed to go from that to hiring your first employee uh and then um what sort of drove you to growing the business as big as it was and then you know almost uh, a th- full you know 360 of pulling right back uh to minimal employees okay well when when i knew i needed to have my first employee um, I had gotten to where pretty much all the mowings and all the landscapings that I had, um, required more people to kind of help get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of looked at, will this, you know, person help me out? Well, you know, having a person around help me out totally. And, you know, in the long run, is it going to keep building, am I going to keep building the business? And, um, at that time I had gotten, uh, a couple of gas stations and, Pretty much the owner of the gas station said, you know, I have 12 gas stations in the area. I'm going to give these to you for this first year. Two of them there were. And he's like, we'll go from there as the year goes. And if, you know, everything goes on, we'll make sure that it expands. And so I kind of just, you know, knew that I had that in my back pocket um, and knew that I could give him what he wanted mm-hmm. and make sure that it was 100% perfect every time we were there. So that's when I decided, you know, it's time to hire a person because I know I have this company for at least a year, you know, we'll see how it goes and, you know, go, go for it. So within that first year, it kind of just, we expanded and, you know, we did what he wanted. And before the end of the year, we were up to five of the gas stations. So we had ended up gaining a couple more gas stations out of it because we were doing a lot better than this other company that was taking care of it. So, okay. That helped out, um, and that pretty much showed me that, you know, you know, with the right people, you can just, you know, expand and expand. So, mm-hmm. um, and then as we kind of, the years just kept going, um, we got into an area where there was a lot of new houses building up and, you know, needed more employees. So we kind of just kept building employees. Um, I kind of hired friends that I knew, um, family members to kind of bring in the employees and, you know, a lot of the people that I brought in, I would tell my vision what I wanted to do and just, they would kind of, you know, go with me. Um, and then it just, the business just kept getting bigger and bigger. Um, and you know, we just got more and more crews and just expanded from that. Um, and then why we kind of went backwards was we kind of lost some employees. Um, and then the quality of the employees we had that year kind of, 
lessened the quality of what I wanted for the company. Okay. So that's why we kind of lessened employees and kind of went back to, you know, step took a step back and said, hey, it's time to look at what we're doing. You know, at that point we were doing, you know, three crews a day uh, mowing and we had one crew doing the landscaping and I was running all over the place trying to make sure everything was going yeah. the right way. Yeah. So at that point it was like, okay, somebody's not doing something. And we had guys that would, you know, just, oh, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to take time off. And it was like, but we're not getting the job done, you know, and you're still expecting the work, but we're not getting the job done. Mm -hmm. So that's when we stepped back and just kind of said, you know, I need to focus on my customers that a lot of my customers I've still had from day one. So it's like, I like to make sure that they're happy. Yep. Um, I have a good long relationship with them. I, you know, a lot of them feel like they're family to me. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to ruin that so we kind of stepped back took all those customers with us um newer customers you know we said well prices are going to go up but we're going to reduce down on stuff so we're only having room for so many customers Mm -hmm. and that's what we did and kind of just stepped back and said let's go with this many customers this many employees and i can focus on making sure everything's back the way i want it to be done 100 percent every Mm -hmm. time yeah so that's what we that's why we you know went down in size yeah so, okay, very cool. Very uh And it's worked out it's worked out really good that way. So Yeah, awesome. That's uh awesome insight uh for guys cuz you know, a lot of people have uh, these dreams of having all those multiple crews and all that stuff. And it's not, um, as simple as, as that can, uh, right. you know, seem, uh, it brings a lot of, uh, problems, uh, not only with finding good people, but then, uh, you know, like you said, with the quality control of that, because right. nobody, um, employee wise, it's very difficult to find uh, people who are going to care about your business and your clients as much as you do um, with it being right. your business. Um, and, you know, there's great cases of guys who have very loyal um, employees. I'm, you know, off the top of my head, I think Paul Camara um, with his uh, employees, yeah. he's got employees that he's had for 20 years. Uh, and obviously those guys are, yep. um, you know, uh, kind of that old school thinking and into that and, 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 you know, uh, treat their the customers all um, as if it, they were their own customers and all that sort of stuff. But this day and age, it's very difficult uh, to find that. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's just uh, awesome that uh, you can uh, share that experience uh, with guys. That uh, bigger isn't always better, um, and uh, no. No. You, you can uh, manage. And I think um, uh, Paul was very similar too. He had uh, uh, a very large company uh, at one point and scaled uh, right down to very minimal uh, amount of clients. I think most people's jaws would drop if they knew just how uh, few clients Paul maintains, uh, but. He has been maintaining right. those those properties like full service, doing everything on those properties for many many years, uh, and uh, it's a, just a, uh, awesome uh, to see that uh, you know you don't have to go after a million clients um, if no. you're doing quality work. Um, so right. this next question is one of my absolute favorites, uh, and it's because every time I ask it uh, of a law entrepreneur. I always get a different answer. But when I ask somebody who works like a nine to five job, the answer is usually uh, about the same. Uh, so uh, how would you, Scott, uh, define uh, success? I would define success as being happy with what you do. Okay. Um, I'm happy with what I do. Um, I feel that I'm successful 
every time I come into work and every time when I leave work, um, my family's proud of me. I'm proud of what I've done. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of what I'm accomplished. Um, and it's not about the money. It's just about being happy and enjoying what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the way I feel that, you know, I'm successful with what I do every day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just, you know, having that, um, freedom to make the choices you want to make, uh, to do the right. jobs you want to do. And, uh, you know, having pride, uh, in your work. Uh, I'm sure you're like me. Uh, my kids always joke when we're driving through the neighborhood that, you know, if I've got a house that I maintain down at the end of a street or something, every time we pass down that street, my kids notice that I look down the street towards that. Even though I can't see right. the house because it's like at the end of the block, they're yeah. always like always looking at your, <laughs> always checking up yep. on your clients oh, yeah. or your house or, or the houses that you maintain. And stuff. Yep. So, yep. You're always proud of what you're doing uh, and stuff. So, That's uh, right. Yeah, and that uh, is all part of that success of just being, uh, you know, uh, proud of yourself and what you're doing and and all that. So that's awesome. Uh, So to give guys a kind of idea of the size properties uh, that you maintain, uh, I know, you know, most guys uh, following me know that uh, I'm mostly in the city. Uh, Most of my properties are, uh, you know, push mower, 30-inch mower, turf tracer, that sort of stuff. Um, so what type of equipment are you using in your business uh, and what size properties uh, are you maintaining? Uh, most of our properties, I would say, are probably a half acre on up. Um, we have some. We have one property that is 13 acres that we do. Um, it's a, pretty much a subdivision. Um, and we do the whole, all the outside property, which is six, uh, it's 13 acres, and then we have each house in there is an acre lot and we do eight houses in there on top of that. Wow. Um, that takes us, that takes us about five hours. Um, we mostly run 61 inch stand-ons on that. And we have a couple 48s and a 52 inch, um, Aaron's and a 48 inch, uh, gray blade that we kind of use for that. And that's, that's, you know, that's one of our biggest day mowing. Um, and then the rest of them are all like, you know, like I said, half, half acre to a quarter acre property. So oh, okay. it's a, it's a, it's a big day there or one day a week. And yeah. you know, it's, but it's, we come into that area and it's, we, we set up our truck in one spot and mow one section and mow a couple houses and then just kind of move the truck around as we need. Oh, okay. So, so you got, you got a whole you know, it's a, system. It's a big down. job, but it's yeah. worth it. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I can't even wrap my head around uh, <laughs> around that when I'm doing houses that are like, uh, especially some of these newer houses in the area. Um, we have a real issue uh, where I'm from with uh, the cost of real estate has like absolutely right. skyrocketed. Um, I've seen some reports that say that uh, the area I live in is the most expensive in North America, um, and uh, yeah. because of that, uh, there's properties now where they'll take an older house and tear it down and then build like whole new neighborhoods with multiple little 4,000 square foot properties um, with these, wow. I call them like shoebox houses. They remind me of like, um, you know, like those classic San Francisco houses that you would see like tall and skinny, right. all like that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. But then you've got like the right. sidewalks and patios and all stuff. So I get out there with like a 21 inch mower or 30 inch mower and it's like five minutes of mowing. Like that's the typical right. you know, type of thing. Right. So to think about 13 <laughs> acres 
on uh oh yeah that's a lot yeah it's like you probably mow more that one day than i do like with all my clients combined that's uh that's crazy um that's awesome um so do you guys uh, in your uh lawn care business do you guys offer any other services that are not lawn care or landscaping uh, related like uh, power washing or window cleaning or anything of that sort yes uh we do power washing um we do fencing okay. and we uh, also do we just picked up a bunch of decks that we we're doing also oh, so we're cool. you know we're expanding out into you know other stuff, but we're trying to keep along the same line of anything that's outside wise. Okay. Um, we, you know, we won't paint houses, but you know, and wash windows, but I mean, we're willing to power wash. I've had customers before where we power wash their decks or their patios and, you know, we're willing to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's what's kind of led us to start to do decks and we've always done fences. Um, so we kind of, that's always something added on as an extra feature for, you know, customers that we have. Yep, absolutely. That's, um, you know, uh, something I try to uh, tell guys, especially when they're just starting out, um, is that, uh, you know, when I started out, uh, I started by buying into a uh, franchise, uh, lawn care franchise, and the, um, the, regional franchisor of the, the the time when we'd have our meetings and stuff he one of his sayings that he would always say and i'm pretty sure he's quoting somebody else but he'd always say there's acres right. of diamonds everywhere uh and what he meant was <laughs> there's just so much work everywhere if you look right and it doesn't if you you know kind of yep. open your mind to uh not just cutting grass um there's fencing there's the power washing there's there's so much that you can do and as you build those relationships with your good clients you're going to be that first person that they ask to do that stuff and right. it's money in your pocket why you know give that up to some right. other company to come uh you know in on your turf so to speak uh when those clients right. will literally trust you to do that stuff and you know with those good relationships they half the time don't even ask you how much because they trust you so right. much uh that it's like right. money in the it's just so easy to uh you know uh get that extra work so awesome to hear that you're uh doing uh more than uh just that um so i'm just going to take a quick break and then uh, we'll get back right into it right after this so stay tuned at xmark we've poured decades of leading edge engineering and old-fashioned work ethic into our laser z the pioneering commercial zero turn rider more landscape pros trust So now you can experience cut quality, performance, comfort, durability, and reliability beyond your wildest dreams. Stop by your local dealer or visit xmark.com to experience an Xmark Laser Z and the attractive financing offers available now. Okay, so uh, do you guys also do, uh, I'm not sure if you mentioned this or not, do you guys do commercial work or uh, would you classify that uh, housing stuff as the commercial work? Uh, the subdivision we commercialize it, um, and we do also from businesses. Um, okay. We still, we do a bunch of restaurants, um, and we do a couple other factories that we take care of work for. So, I mean, I would say our customer base is probably sixty percent residential and forty percent commercial. So we kind of do both. Okay. So kind of, it's a good, it's a good mix. Okay. So it's not too much of one, but you know, it keeps out you know us busy both ways. So. Okay. Very cool. So, um you know when it comes to the residential and the commercial side there's always a debate uh there and uh you know a lot of people know that i 
prefer residential. Um, I dabbled right. in commercial and just didn't really like it. I like the relationships that you build in the residential side. And there's people I've interviewed where the opposite. They like the commercial better. Uh, so uh, what right. do you prefer? Is it the commercial residential or do you just like having that mix? I like having the mix. Um, okay. You know, when we were getting bigger, we were getting more residential. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with residential. You know, it's a good, it's a good, you know, stream. But a lot of the customers didn't want to have a lot of the all the services that we were providing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I know with a lot of our commercials, we do everything for our commercials. We do, you know, the, the mowing, the fertilization, the pruning, the mulchings, all the way up to plowing. So it kind of helps out with that mix um, of nonstop work for us. So, you know, I like the mix because then it keeps us going. You know, it's not like an on-stop, you know, just mowing half the time. So that's what we kind of like over here. Okay. So do the, um, actually, you know, I'm going to save that for uh, the next, uh, next section. I had a question that would kind of relate to that, but we'll get into it uh, in a bit. Um, So this next question uh, that I have uh, for you is uh, one that uh, sometimes gives guys a pause for thought uh, where they got to kind of think about it for a bit. And that is, uh, share with us a time that you struggled in your business and what you learned or you did to overcome it. Okay. Uh, the best time that I struggled in my business, I would say was probably, probably about six years in, um, pretty much, you know, I was up to two employees at the time and what we were making, we weren't we didn't have our numbers right. Um, so pretty much every money that was coming in was kind of going out um, okay. towards bills and everything. And we kind of struggled to where we had a point where every piece of equipment broke down. Mm-hmm. Um, our trucks broke down and it kind of, we got back from it not too much longer after that, but it kind of made me look into like, how can we change this? And it was more along the lines of to make sure our numbers are right, know what our worth was, um, and just kind of go from there. Um, and you know, it's, it's better to know exactly when you first start out, what it's going to take to go out and cut that grass. You know, if you want to make sure you make money, making profits on it, you got to know your worth. And if you don't know right off the bat, what it's going to cost you, you know, with your, your employees, if you have employees or if, you know, you have a truck payment or a mower payment and you got insurance and all this other stuff, you got to make sure it's all calculated. Cause mm-hmm. if you go out and start doing it and say, I'm going to do this yard for 20 and it takes you two hours and you're not making that much on it. And you know, costing you $10 in gas, you're really not making the money that you need to pay your bills. No. And that's where we kind of struggled at, you know, right off the bat. And so I kind of learned at that point, Hey, I need to start, figuring out my numbers, make sure I have everything in the right row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome uh, insight. And it's something that uh, so many people, it's almost like it's, uh, you know, a, a rite of passage into this industry. Like everybody right. starts out and, you know, regardless of how much information and stuff is out there, it seems like everybody is always making the same mistakes over and over again of not knowing. And, right. you know, they get advice like, you know, find out what your competitors are charging and all that stuff. But, you know, because it's... It, 
there's so many people making those mistakes. It's like, well, that's great that you can, you know, find out what your competitors are charging, but what if they don't know what they're doing? Um, and it's like, right. then it's the blind leading the blind. Like you're, <laughs> you're going down right. this path of right. everybody not making any money and they're all trying to, right. uh, you know, low bid everybody else to get jobs and stuff. And you, you don't actually know. Um, and I always use the analogy of like, you know, you go through the, the, your whole year and you know you'll find out at the end that you know you could have made more money working at mcdonald's than you know what you actually made in your lawn care business um with with everything that it actually takes right so yeah Mm -hmm. it's yeah i mean it's hard to judge like you said to judge from work you know somebody else i mean somebody else could be doing it for 35 dollars and they they could have a lower cost wise totally so an operating cost and your operating cost could be higher you know, it's it's better to know that ahead of time than to go, yeah, I'm going to stick with, you know, bid lower than this guy because I want the job. Yeah. And that's what one thing you got to look at. So, Awesome. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. And it's, it's something, um, you know, it's almost like being a... Uh, uh, a teenager, right? It's like you're you're gonna yeah. make mistakes regardless of what you know your adult yeah. peers and stuff tell you, uh, because you think you know you're just sort of headstrong and stuff. And it's like that with new businesses; they they just kind of they're enthusiastic, they dive into it, and then you know it kind of takes that first year, second year to really kind of you know dawn on them that hey, you know I got to make some changes because I'm not actually making any money doing this uh, sort of thing. Right. So yeah, it's uh, one of those. Uh, those struggles that everybody seems to have to go through. Um, so what yeah. is your favorite thing uh, that you would say about being self-employed? The ability to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I enjoy doing the landscaping. I enjoy doing the mowing. Um, the best thing I like being, you know, self-employed about it is, you know, I can choose my hours. I can, you know, come in and do my work and leave if I want to. Um, It's, and be able to, you know, spend time with my family. I have three kids. I enjoy spending all the time with them on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Um, And pretty much when when I worked originally for the first company and the first couple of years, I kind of worked with other companies and it was just like, they wanted you to work weekends and all that stuff. And I enjoy spending time with the weekends with my family and going out and doing things and, you know, if they got a ball game or something during the week, I take that time and say, okay, we're either done today or I can trust that my guys will go out and do what needs to be done before they come in. Mm-hmm. And that's the, you know, the, the nice thing about being your own, you know, boss or self-employed is just be able to have that time. And that's what I enjoy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you sound a lot like me It's when it comes to the family <laughs> part of it, right? It's like, I don't miss anything for, yep. for family wise. Right. It's like if they've got, uh, for me, it's soccer game. So it's like, if one of them has right. a soccer game, then I'm there, you know, the weekends are always open, right. uh, to do that stuff, to take them where they need to go, uh, or whatever, right. Spending time together. Um, we we'll oh, always yeah. make sure we have dinner together, the whole family yep. every night, yep. uh, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's one of those, those things about, uh, uh, being self-employed, that uh, it allows you that freedom. Um, sometimes it uh, kind of backfires on you. I, I have uh, my uh, 
doctor's receptionist. Uh, she knows that uh, I do lawn care and stuff. So every time I try to uh, call to make an appointment to see my doctor, she always says something like, um, well, you're self-employed, so uh, you know we've got this time available. You can make it work. Right. <laughs> and it's right. like, darn it, man. I was hoping that's like right in the middle of the work day. Come on. Like, can't you give me something right. in there right. early in the morning or something? <laughs> But she's right. like, you, you're self-employed. You can make it work. <laughs> like, right. Uh, so, um, in what ways do you market your business? And maybe share your number one marketing tip. Our number one marketing tip, I would say, is just word of mouth. Okay. Um, we get a lot of business from our customers and them telling their neighbors, their friends, their family. Um, that's way a lot of times we've, you know, marketed our business. Um, we go out every year, we put out flyers, uh, postcards. Um, I also donate to a bunch of the kids, kids stuff. Um, I'm a sponsor for a couple of baseball teams here in town. Nice. Um, and then just, you know, I like to give back. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we do stuff for our school and our kids for all our kids schools. And then a couple of my friends, you know, I give stuff to them for, you know, to help out. So that's one good way we market. Um, you know, we have our names on our side of our trucks. Um, and there was time there when we were really big, we kind of took them off our trucks and just kind of was like, well, we'll see if people come up to us. And the people will come up to you if they, in, you know, enjoy what you're doing and like what you're doing. Um, but we kind of just, you know, we just market what we can mm-hmm. um, and give back to the kids and, you know, all the schools in the area. To, to help out. So, I mean, that's the best way we market anymore is just word of mouth and just giving back. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And and it's obviously um, very evident uh, with you, the giving uh, back part of it, especially, Um, you know, you're uh, part of uh, Echo's UAG program. Uh, You're a UAG member and you're always there. You're always uh, one of the, you know, ones that's uh, putting out the most content and always uh, willing to uh, put your hand up when, uh, you know, volunteers are needed for something. Um, and uh, you're always giving uh, back to the community. Um, so what, um, if we jump off a little bit uh, with that, what, yep. what attracted you to um, doing uh, that UAG program? Um, I just wanted to pretty much, to let everybody know, you know, my story and kind of know what I'm about and be able to give back, like, you know, before just giving back to everybody else, um, you know, and just be able to help out anybody else in the, in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like there's, you know, in our area, right in this area, there's not many, if you're another lawn company, you kind of frown on other lawn companies. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's not many here in the area that, I can go up to and talk to. Um, and so that's kind of one of the things I kind of got into UAG was I wanted to be able to give back to other companies. And okay. Yeah. Being able to give back to, you know, tons of companies across the United States and Canada is just awesome to be able to do. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's one of the things I like to do is just to be able to talk to other companies and help out with what I can help out with. So yeah, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to be part of the UAG group. Yeah, it's crazy to think, um, you know, because it's very similar for me with the UAG and with, uh, you know, the podcast and, you know, the content we create and stuff in general. Um, And it kind of goes to that, you know, um, 
saying where it's, you know, uh, give, give a man a fish and feed him for a day, but teach a man to fish and feed him for a lifetime. Um, and, right. you know, knowing that, you know, not only making an impact in somebody's business and potentially changing their life for the better, uh, giving them the encouragement and information they need to start a business, but you could be changing generations, uh, in that person's right. family, uh, of, you know, mm-hmm. of, fa- so it's, it's just, uh, so fulfilling, uh, to be able to do right. that. And, and, uh, it's awesome to see, um, that you, uh, you're such a leader in, uh, the community, especially in the UAG program as well, uh, for everything that you're doing. Uh, so it's awesome. Uh, thank you very much for your contributions, uh, to, uh, the thank green you. industry. Um, stepping back a little bit about, uh, with the marketing. So the word of mouth, um, is sort of that go-to now and it's, you know, super popular and, uh, the number one thing guys looking for to get that word of mouth is just quality of work, do the best work possible. Right. And that, that, uh, word of mouth will start to happen for you. Um, but yep. uh, in the beginning, you know, kind of going back, um, are there any, and everything so much has changed in, since 1996 right. when you started um, with, yep. you know, internet now and Facebook and all this sort of stuff. Um, are there any sort of go-to marketing methods that you would maybe uh, tell somebody to do just starting out? I would say postcard and you know, before COVID, it was going to door to door. That was one of my favorite things to do is just go door to door, knock on the door, uh, you know, and try to catch people at home and, you know, tell them about my business and tell them what I'm there for. Um, and, you know, and if not, it was kind of leave the, leave the postcard there. And, okay. you know, we still go out and do postcards last year. We kind of went out and did postcards a little bit. Um, but that's just, you know, that's our one go to two from the get go is just the postcards, you know, and going door to door. I mean, this year is going to be different. Um, you know, we still don't go door to door, but we're going to still going to go out, pass out postcards and, you know, hopefully we'll get customers and that's the best thing you can do year to year, even from the get go. Yep. Absolutely. Great advice. And and something I've always told people too, like, don't even think about it when you're, you know, uh, going door to door that it's like, you have to land a job right right now. It's think about it as building a relationship is that introduction. And I always tell people like, you know, even if you're going up somebody's property and you maybe see them on the driveway, look around at things on the property that you could relate to. Maybe they have a pet, maybe they have a boat, maybe they have something and just, you know, strike up a conversation because a lot of people are going to be very, uh, sometimes, uh, confrontational and be like, you know, dismissive yep. and like, no, I don't want need it. I don't need that or don't. And I'm always just like trying to find that little crack that I can sort of right. uh, get into like, Oh, Hey, I noticed your boat out there or, you know, that old car you got right. out there. What, what year is that car? Right. And you start the next thing, you know, you're talking for 10 minutes and you're like their best friend now. And, uh, you know, the right. next time they need something or they, know of somebody that needs something guess who's getting that call um over the the company that just you know leaves a flyer or uh you know they know nothing about they're gonna you know think of you uh because of that conversation your friendly demeanor all that sort of stuff um so it's uh that door-to-door pre-covid was the you know uh, one of the best things hopefully um that will uh return at some point 
Right. Um, and, uh, you know, great little segue there, too. How was your year uh, in 2020 with COVID? Our year was amazing. Um, I know a lot of people said that, you know, their year didn't amount to much. Um, we ended up seeing a lot more work out of it. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot because of the, our customers being at home more, they kind of noticed stuff. Um, I know they, you know, at first they were kind of hesitant on, you know, doing extra work, but then as they were at home more, they were like, well, yeah, you were right. I need this, you know, bush changed around, or I need, you know, new mulch now, or I want to change the rock, or I need that patio, or how about can you car wash my deck? You know, they were more prone to getting it done because they were at home. So mm-hmm. it, it helped our business, you know, we profited more, I think, last year than we did in the two years before that. So yeah, yeah. it helped out our business, you know, immensely. So I think COVID, in a way, made people stay at home and, you know, prevented door-to-doors sales, but it kind of helped us in our business, you know, mm-hmm. to keep growing and keep going. So that's awesome. I think, you know, money-wise, it helped out. So. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, it's funny because in the green industry, uh, I heard a lot of that same thing. And it was certainly something I experienced mm-hmm. myself too. Uh, early on, um, I had a customer cancel uh, right, like sort of at the very beginning of the season, and it was because of right. the lockdowns and things like that, and they were um, laid off because of it, um, so right. they couldn't afford. So I was like, "Oh, here comes the storm!" Right, like it's going to start happening. Right. Here's the first one, and that was right. it. It was only the one that canceled, and right. I, yeah. I built up way more clients last year and they wanted more stuff done. And I was like, this is insane. Like the phone doesn't stop ringing uh, this year. I, right. I cannot oh, yeah. believe it. You would think all these people at yeah. home would be mowing their own lawns or something. Right. But I was like, nope, they, right. <laughs> they were just, Oh yeah. We had some that we picked up some that literally were across the street that used to mow their own and they were at home and they were watching us more and they were like, well, you're doing a great, a better job than us. So, mm-hmm. Hey, how much to get it done? You know, I know I'm at home more often, but, yeah, I can spend that time doing something else. You know, yeah, yeah. you can do it for me and, you know, I don't have to worry about it. And that's yeah. how we picked up a lot more customers, just people seeing us and, you know, noticing stuff, you yeah, know, yeah. so that it helped out. Yeah, crazy how that worked uh, last year. Hopefully, um, you know, that trend continues uh, for the uh, start of this uh, season as well. Um, I'm just going to take yeah. another c- quick break and then uh, we'll get back right into it right after this. Hey, Lawn Care Nation. Want to kickstart your lawn care business in the right direction? Introducing the Lawn Care Business Success Academy and the How to Price Lawns Profitably course. Save yourself the time and headaches of trying to figure out how to price lawn mowing jobs properly on your own. Learn about knowing your numbers and how to set a profitable hourly rate in five steps. Discover the five things to consider before quoting a lawn. What to look for when you're out in the field how to spot red flags, and what questions to ask prospective clients. Then learn how to put it all together and the best way to present a quote. So if you're ready to get your business on the road to profitability, then head over to LawnCareBusinessSuccessAcademy.com. Okay, so one of the most common questions that I get in my business is, uh, Mm -hmm. what do I do in the wintertime? Uh, so is there a winter right. or off season in your business? And if so, what do you do in the wintertime? Uh, yes, there is. Um, before, I'd say probably within my first 10 years, um, I did kind of do some snow removal, didn't do a lot. 
Um, but I actually work for um, some big corporations during the winter and just help them out with whatever I could do. Um, I've done, you know, uh, stock. I've done repair work. I've done all kinds of stuff. Um, but then after the first 10 years, I kind of got more into the snow removal. Um, so we do snow removal during the winter. Um, also, we do some, I have a couple of friends that do construction work. So we kind of help out with doing construction work. Um, this year, we're actually building a house, uh, our own house right now. So pretty much me and my guys are out building our house on our property right now. So oh, cool. it's kind of something to do during the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always kind of tried to look and find something to do because um, snow's here and there. You know, snow's yeah, not yeah. a constant thing. They keep working. Oh, okay. Um, so, and usually going through equipment takes literally two, three weeks and we're, you know, we're like, okay, now what do we do? Yeah, yeah. So we kind of, <laughs> kind of look into, hey, what can we do during the winter? And no one, you know, like I said, no one, my buddies that do construction, I kind of was saying, hey, you know, you guys do stuff inside during the winter. Is there anything that maybe we might be able to help you out? And that's kind of where we kind of started just expanding and kind of going and helping them out, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, it helps, you know, keeps money coming in. Uh, they pay employees and just kind of keeps us growing, you know, and because then they're like, okay, well, this this house is going to need landscaping in the summer, so there you go. Contact the homeowner for this. So, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, at least you guys are you got uh, some stuff to keep you busy and stuff. With me, um, I do almost like a complete shutdown um, during the winter, and right. and I concentrate on the podcast and content and YouTube and all that sort of stuff. But it's funny because when customers ask right. me i don't tell them all that sort of stuff right. um, so i just right. like i just tell them i just usually like you know watch a bunch of oprah and dr phil and then i do like the twiddle twiddling right. your thumbs sort of <laughs> thing with them right. and just start laughing and stuff it's like uh, <laughs> uh, interesting um, with the guys that are uh, able to tra- transition uh, and do those other things uh, throughout the year um i did right. uh some snow work uh, but again it's just so rare here um that right. uh, it's just it wasn't worth investing into plows and stuff uh, for me at least um right. so what are your future plans or goals for your business uh my future goal uh is to keep growing um but keeping within you know our means of a couple guys and then just to retire in the next probably 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. um, all my kids will be graduated and that's a plan on retiring and kind of just helping out whoever I can in the green industry and just, you know, go somewhere nice and warm all the time. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe move down south or whatever, but you know, that's pretty much what I plan on doing in the next 15 years. So. Okay. Very cool. You know, have you, have you thought about, um, any sort of, uh, exit plans in terms of like uh would you be just sort of shutting down the business or were you have you been thinking about maybe making it so that it's at a point where you can sell it uh to somebody yeah i'd probably either i would probably sell it to somebody um i know a lot of the younger kids that are now coming up into the business in our area so i mean there's that option of selling it to them down the road Mm -hmm. um originally when i first you know got into it my kids were born i was you know originally hoping that one of them would take over mm-hmm. and uh you never know i mean one of them might uh, my oldest is now gonna graduate from high school with two years of engineering degree so i don't think he's gonna go for it yeah, yeah. but i mean my other t- two youngest kids might want to they always kind of enjoy being out with me 
Um, but you know, they, my daughter pretty much said the other day, what that, you know, she's like, well, I'm taking over your house, your property, your business, everything. When I get older and I'm like, okay, well, if it happens, you know, it happens. If not, I understand, you know, I'm not, I'm not pushing you that way, but you know, it's whatever you want to do. So, you know, there's, there's two options, you know, I don't think I would really shut down and just call it quits. Um, I'd probably, you know, turn around and sell it or give Mm -hmm. it to one of my kids if they wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my exit plan. So. Okay. Very cool. Um, so this next question is kind of a fun one, uh, but it's also one that uh, does give guys pause for thought again. Uh, and that is um, share sort of the weirdest thing that you've seen or has happened to you during the course of business. Is there any fun stories you can share? There's there's always tons of fun stories. Um, <laughs> I would say one of the weirdest stories I've ever had uh, that happened to me was when we were mowing one of our customers, uh, we actually, the customer knew we were there and she just kind of came out and laid out on the patio. And when she laid out on the patio, we were just doing our work. Not, never even, you know, noticed her. She was out there laid on our patio. Well, she was totally topless, but she was laying downwards and she okay. kept, you know, wanting to talk to us. And I'm like, this is kind of weird. I'm trying to do my work here. I understand that you're out here trying to get the sun, but, uh, you know, um, uh, we had to hurry up and just kind of, after about an hour, we just kind of was like, okay, well, we're going to go to the front and work on the front. And she's like, no, 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 you guys can you stay back here. And we're like, no, no, I, I don't feel comfortable. And I don't think my guys feel comfortable being out here with you, Yeah, yeah. you know, and it's, <laughs> one of those things that you're like, wait a minute, what was going on there and why did it happen? Yeah. Now? Yeah. So, that's, that's, you know, funny. and she's always been one of the nicest customers. She's always, you know, came out and gave us drinks and stuff when we're out there working. But it was just that one time we're just like, okay, this is just something that never happens when we're out here mowing mm-hmm. or doing anything. And why all of a sudden when we're out here doing a landscaping job, is she coming out like this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's funny. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I have uh, one that reminds me that it almost sounds identical to one of the funny uh, ones that I had was uh, with a guy. Uh, he was in his probably his late 20s and he had a, a girlfriend in her early 20s and they lived in this yeah. really nice house, uh, big property. And uh, the girl was very, very friendly. She was very, uh, you know, always talking to me and, and, and stuff. And right. so is he and stuff. But uh, he would be out most days during the day uh, when I'd be there at the same time each week. And um, they right. had a in-ground swimming pool with a patio and everything. And one day I go show up to the mow the same day, same time that I've been doing it for, you know, right. years. And she's out there in like string bikini with three of her friends. Ah. And they're all in string bikinis yeah. and they're all in their early 20s and they got the lounge chairs lined up on the patio along the lawn and i'm having to mow the lawn like three feet away from them uh and they're all sunning there right and it's like it was just so strange uh that they're like sitting there while the person's there mowing the lawn is like that's just weird like why would you wait till i'm gone before coming out right but it was like they're all out there and stuff and uh i was just like the 
so funny. But then I told, uh, when I got home, I told my wife about it because I was just like, that was just hilarious, right? So, you know how you right. have like, sometimes you have clients that you have nicknames for. Um, so right. every Thursday, I'd be like, oh, you know, Thursday tomorrow, I got to go visit Bikini Girl. That was the uh, <laughs> right. the thing, right? right? It was just like, tell my wife, oh, I got to go to Bikini Girl's house today and do the lawn again. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was just oh, so, yeah. very uncomfortable, like so strange that you're... Yeah. In that situation, it's like, why would you, could you not wait 20 minutes or half an hour for me to finish and right. then come out? Um, yeah. It's like, it's a bit of a distraction. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so what is one hidden pitfall with running a lawn care business that you see that prevents other people from succeeding? So you're a veteran in the industry, you've been, uh, you know, doing this uh, for a long time. What is something that you see maybe other companies in your area doing that you're like, well, that's not going to work. Like you can tell right away that it's something that they're going to have to figure out. Right. I would say, um, employees. Okay. Um, cause there's a lot of employees, um, that, you know, it's hard to get the right person to, to do this China for job. Um, and that wants to do it, you know, the way you want to do it. Um, a lot of, I see a lot of companies that get their employees and they let them, you know, work with their shirts off and, you know, and not, you know, having the right PPE. And it's just like, that's one of the things that has always been a downfall. I think mm-hmm. on any type of our green industry is just finding that right employee that's going to listen to you and, you know, be in it the way they want to be in it, the, you know, the same way you want to, yeah, yeah. you know, and be able to take your vision and say, okay, you know, I'll follow your way. I'll make sure that, you know, I'm in my uniform. I'm, you know, got my PPE on and, and follow the right rules to kind of keep going, you know, and making your company successful because if the employee is not in it, then, you know, it could, you know, hurt your company in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. That's a great one. That's a great one. That's one that drives me nuts too. When I see another company and sometimes it's like the boss and you know, it's the boss and they're right. not wearing safety glasses right. and stuff. And it's like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Like, how are you trimming oh, yeah. with no, around here. and no guard on your uh, trimmer and stuff, which is, you know, some guys do right. that's, that's fine, but you're doing no, no guard and no glasses. It's like, what are you, you're right. just asking for it. That's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. Yep. If if you were to start your lawn care business all over again, what is one thing that you would do differently? I would, let's see here. I would say if I could change one thing from the get-go, I would say knowing my numbers from the get-go would okay. probably be the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to investigate it and just trying to make sure when I'm going out there that, you know, even if you're buying the first piece of equipment, you know, Make sure that you put add that in, add insurance, you know, make sure you have the right insurance and make sure that you're totally ready to go from the get-go. Um, you know, when I started, you know, I didn't have the insurance right off the bat, you know, and I started, like I said, I started with my, you know, the owner's company's own equipment. So I, you know, I didn't have that equipment right off the bat, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's what made me think like, okay, well, I could do this yard for 25 bucks and hurt me years down the road when I was like, okay, what, why are we, you know, we're making this much money a year, but where is it going? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, if you don't know right away, you know, and that's one thing I would change right off the bat is just to be able to sit down and look at what all is needed. And I yeah, think yeah. there's a lot of, you know, newer people that are getting into the business and that have gotten into the business that they don't know their whole numbers. They don't know that they need 
such and such type of insurance, you know, liability clause and all this other stuff that they're just like, okay, I can go out and make this money. And, you know, it costs me, you know, a hundred bucks for to buy a 20 inch and a weed whip, but you know, it's not going to last me that first year, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's something to look at, you know, and make sure that, you know, your numbers from the get go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And again, so, it's one of those things that, you know, people do all the time with me. It was very similar yeah. where I would, when I started my last job previously, uh, where I worked for somebody else, I was making $17 an hour. So I thought, Hey, as long right. as I make $17 an hour, I'm golden. Wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. It's oh, like, yeah. can you imagine mowing lawns for $17 an yep. hour, like running the business? Like that's, yep. you know, that's crazy. Sure. Um, what is your, what would you say is your biggest frustration about running a lawn care business? Oh, that there's never enough time in the day. Mm. It never seems like there's enough time in the day to do everything. Um, we do a lot of projects, landscape projects throughout the year. And um, we only do our landscape projects on Thursdays and Fridays. So it's kind of like when we're doing them, we're getting into the job on Thursday and we're getting really good at what we're doing and making sure it's looking good. And then it's like, Oh, it's time. The day is done. We got to go, you know? And it's like, that's, I would say that's one of the things that it, it irks me sometimes when I'm totally into what I'm doing, but I enjoy spending the time with my kids. So it's like, you know, I don't mind saying, okay, well, it's done for the day, you know? And yeah, yeah. You get used to it, but it's like you get into it and you're getting in the groove and then you're like, oh man, yeah, there yeah. isn't enough time in the day for this or enough time to spend with my kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I love, you know, the weekends, I love doing all kinds of stuff with them, you know? Yeah. It's just amazing to spend the time with them and, you know, have that time for them, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, for the longest time, uh, my kids, uh, one's in university now and the other one is in high school and can, they can kind of fend for themselves a little bit now. Um, right. There's still times where they're calling on dad for stuff, but for the longest time, I was running my business basically from 9 a.m. after I dropped them off mm-hmm. uh, at elementary school. I'd like walk them to school and then their school right. got off at like 2.10. So it was like I was... Uh-huh. Work that was nine to two was like that was my day. Right. I'd skip lunch and then just work nine to two every day. That was all I could do. Um, and then, right. uh, and then it was, uh, you know, daddy duty after that. Uh, so right. <laughs> I understand, uh, all of that. And, uh, but then that's the nice thing about, uh, you know, running your own business is that you can, uh, yep. uh sort of make it work, uh, around, uh, those things. Um, what yep. is one resource? <clears throat> that you uh, would say that you used uh, the most in building your lawn care business? When I first started, there was nothing out there. Okay. Um, that's the thing. Uh, back then, there was nothing there to kind of help you out like there is today. Yeah. Um, you know, the internet's a, a great key anymore. Um, you know, being on it, these websites, you know, uh, being part of Echo Meets Business and the UAG program and you know, the Lawn and Landscape Society and, you know, the Lawn Entrepreneur Academy. And there's so much now that there was back then, there was nothing. Yeah. You know, you had to learn from somebody else. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, and back then, a lot of companies frowned on you if you said, okay, I'm, I do this. You know, mm-hmm. they, they were like, well, we don't want you to work for us. We don't want to teach you anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm glad that, you know, the company that I first worked with, he wanted to, to help me. You know, he wanted to... Sh- say yeah go for it you know i'll let you use my equipment Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's good to see and that and you don't see that anymore yeah yeah you know 
you got to use what you can and you know the internet's a good tool i would say anymore yeah um and there's plenty of places out there to find yeah, yeah. that now than there was then so yeah so i guess for you you could say a mentor uh, with your old boss, yep, yep. <laughs> would have been uh, yep, yep. Y- your resource that you could yep. lean on uh, back then. But yeah, yep. it's you're absolutely correct. There's, it's just so easy now for people. There's so much information on every topic out there um, that uh, to be able to learn uh, pretty much anything uh, you want to online. Uh, you know, that's one of the the ways uh, that the internet can be super powerful in a positive way. Uh, is uh, yep. with that. Um, what is uh, one thing that people don't realize about running a lawn care business? Hmm. Okay. What okay. is one thing? Okay. The one thing I think people don't realize about running a lawn care company is that is a, it is a lot of work. Yes. Um, you know, mowing grass as a kid, it's a lot different yep. than, you know, running your own business. Because mm-hmm. once you add employees or you add trucks, and you have more and more bills, it, it adds up, it, it adds on you, you mm-hmm. know, and when you've got customers calling, you know, in between projects, you know, they can call you in the middle of the night and say, Hey, I need this done. You know, why didn't you do this? Mm-hmm. It is a lot of work. Yep. Um, but if you are bound determined, you can do it. And, yep. you know, you can say, this is my hours, you know, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to take my time to do. And, you know, it is a lot of work, but yep. you know, you can do it. Yep. Absolutely. And there's so. that, that common misconception again, and that was a great analogy that you yep. used, uh, you know, from a kid mowing lawns. Um, yep. and that's because of that, that people think that it's just a easy, anybody can jump into it and do it. And, uh, that's right. very simple and, and low, um, you know, not a lot, uh, required to get into it, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's a whole right. other side to it. If you want to do it as that's an right. actual real business, um, so we're down to the last two questions. Uh, so this next one is yeah. another one of my favorites, and that is uh, share your best piece of advice with somebody just starting out in the business. But I want you to come at this question from the point of view that uh, the person asking you is somebody that you know, somebody that you like, and you only want to see the best uh, for. So if somebody like that were to come up to you and say, hey, Scott, I'm thinking about starting a lawn care business. What's your best piece of advice for me? learn as much as you can before you jump into it. Um, research it. Um, you know, I'm glad that you're coming to me and asking me, I'll be able to willing to, you know, help you out with whatever I need to help you out, but research on what you want to do right off the bat. And is this something that you want to do? Will you enjoy it? Do you love doing it? Have you done it before? Um, you know, take your time at it. Don't be in a rush to be, you know, million dollar company right away it's Mm -hmm. it's not you know it's not going to go that way that way and if it does you know watch out because there's a lot of problems that could come right away if you grow too fast yeah 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 awesome that's uh great advice so last question for you it's a easy one and that is how can people follow you online you can follow me at landscapes by acme on instagram um youtube and facebook and you can also find me on echo means business awesome that's awesome so thank you very much uh, again for taking the time out uh, to come on to the podcast i really do appreciate it 
You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that value-packed interview with Scott Horzuski from Landscapes by Acme. I'll uh, put uh, some of Scott's uh, contact uh, links there in the podcast show notes. Uh, So that's it uh, for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.